Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Pretty good, Pat. Pretty good. Coming in off the long weekends. We're yeah. going on a Tuesday. Yep. But it still feels early. like Monday because I know but we're doing it super back. early too, which is awesome. Yeah, we're all we're all time fuddled. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy your weekend, Jerry? I did. I was at a wedding all weekends. Oh. That's yep. cool. I was at a certain uh, baseball celebrity's son's wedding. So okay. that was interesting. I was surrounded by what you would refer to as quote unquote athletes. Athletes. Yep. yep. Athletes, Pat. So people who can do physical things that are impressive. Yeah. I mean, not a call- bunch of people on their computers going, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, they're okay. base- they're baseball players. So, I mean, I think that's stretching it a bit, bro. If you get a <laughs> fastball nine miles an hour, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. But, oh, a lot cool and doing a no scope 360. Look at Babe Ruth. Look at Babe Ruth in the shape of Babe Ruth and tell me that man is an athlete. <laughs> I mean, that's way back. You're talking way back in the day. You can't just talk about players from the early <laughs> 1900s comparing to compare them to now. I don't know. I mean, esports is in its infancy. Maybe, maybe. Oh my god! Maybe a hundred when they start fucking running. When they start running sprints and fucking lifting weights, then I'll then I'll we'll talk about esports. I mean, advent of VR. Advent of VR. You never know. It's never gonna happen. You never know. You know what? You know what? Actually, I'll I'll say this: if esports gets (laughs) into the the VR game and it becomes like a like 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 a VR experience. That is getting closer to being an actual athlete. I'll give you that. I will All give right. you that. All right, folks. I will so see that, that point. We're, we're chipping away at Pat one episode at a time. Eventually, I'm going to. I get mean, yes, to- if you're on your feet, that is like <laughs> the basic, like bottom floor to be an athlete on your feet. Start with that first. What about Babe Ruth? What about Babe Ruth? Bro, stop <laughs> with the Babe Ruth shit. It doesn't change my mind. The great Bambino. Bro, also, Babe Ruth would crush, crush the ball. <laughs> Yeah, he'd also crush a bunch of cocaine and beer cans as well. <laughs> he was not a healthy man. He well, was not a healthy man. <laughs> it's like it's like if Chris Farley could hit, you know, two mile home runs. <laughs> hey, don't you dare besmirch the name of Chris Farley. OK, that's true. He's a patron saint of fat guys like me. It's true. Um, Hey, can I just give a shout out to our newest patron? I meant to do it last week and I forgot. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, Michael Hilton. Just want to shout him out. Thank you for joining Hell the, uh, yeah. the Patreon family. Much appreciated. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash leaving legacy. And Matt Duncan had a, sent us a, a Patreon message. I was wondering if I could read it on, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear it. He's giving me credit for something that isn't necessarily my own original thought, but I did echo and I will say it's Bob Wong's thought. Uh, but he, he said, uh, just wanted to say, I think Pat's take on cutting Delver is correct. Was able to top four the challenge by dropping Chandler and playing more of a blue-based build. My only two losses were to the same pilot on high tide in both the Swiss and top eight. That's it? You just wanted to just, you know... Yeah, I just wanted to say, okay. you know... It, it, I'm saying Bob Wong is right, and and by proxy, I'm also right, because I'm saying what Bob Wong... That's, that's kind of what I was getting at, just to kind of... <laughs> kind of felt like you're like let me toot my own horn absolutely (laughs) hell yeah well that is right bob is a very smart person and pat you're very smart for echoing bob (laughs) hey listen listen 
You know, I tell people this all the time that I work with. I say, I tell them to give me all their secrets, right? All these old guys have been in the trade for 20, 30 years. Tell me all your secrets because a smart man learns from their mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Wow. That's deep. Thanks. Saying. Thanks, Sun Tzu. I'm wise right. as fuck. <laughs> so uh, wise. <laughs> you just surround yourself with people who make lots of mistakes. Bro, that's why wise you, that, as fuck. That's why you hang out with me. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I was also trying to uh, get some uh, glory from the Leaving a Legacy uh, open. I took uh, Rude Harrington, uh, Harrigan's uh, uh, Mono Black World Gorger uh, yes, list. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the list you can find on MG Top 8 as well, by the way. If anyone wants to see the Top 8 lists, they are there. Yep, we posted them on the Facebook page, and they're mm-hmm. also up on um, MTG uh, Top 8. Yeah, and I'll throw them in the show notes as well. Oh, also, uh, I usually put them up on Goldfish, but I could not find the submit results button anywhere. I looked for like 10 minutes, um, and I told the same thing to uh, to Joe Dyer, and he said, oh, yeah, I also could not find that button. So uh, <laughs> worth noting, difficult to find. So if any of you guys work or subscribe or talk to people from Goldfish, Tell them to put that link like somewhere on the page where it's, you know, findable. <laughs> awesome. Or if you know how to do it, get it with us so we can get those posted to uh, Goldfish as well. But they are up on MTG Top 8 for you guys to all take a look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, took Rude's mono, mono Black World Gorger list through a couple leagues and uh, I got my shit pushed in. Got <laughs> absolutely stomped. I don't think I won a single game. <laughs> and I was talking to Rude about it, and he's like, "Yeah, it uh, it's a very difficult deck to know how to mulligan. You really need a mulligan right, otherwise you just don't really have a chance with the deck, and it's hard." And I'm like, "Yep, that's true." Uh, also, the card Dress Down exists, and that card fucks that deck. Apps <laughs> like I I gave up on on playing the deck after my third time of going to combo with World Gorger, and then my opponent casting Dress Down. Oh, geez. With the World Gorger trigger on the stack. Ugh. So all my permanents get exiled. Yep. Then World Gorger Dragon goes away. But because Dressdown is now in play, <laughs> because Dressdown is now in play, my permanents don't come back. Right. So all I did was exile all my permanents. <laughs> <laughs> and my opponent drew a card for their trouble. Oh, my goodness. So after the third time of that happening, I'm like, I am not smart enough to play this deck because I cannot get the mulligans right. And also because I am not patient enough to, you know, unmask my opponent before they. Uh... And actually, no, I'm not going to take that back because I <laughs> I learned my lesson. I unmasked my I unmasked my opponent. OK, uh, didn't see anything. I like took a force of will. Because they had like brainstorm force of will and some other stuff. Oh, they had brainstorm. And I mm. took the I took the force of will. Okay. Because they had other they had another blue card besides brainstorm. Oh, okay. All right, all right. And I wanted to shut force of will off. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cleared the way of uh, unmask. Go to World Gorgeous Dragon combo. They brainstorm dress down and just screw me. I'm like, God damn it, I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> so the deck still feels very powerful. Looks very cool. Uh not really a deck for me. It's I, I think it's sweet and I think it's awesome. It's probably one of the most powerful decks you can build in the format for under five hundred dollars and be very mm-hmm. very competitive with. But it's definitely a deck you got to put your reps in with. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like it's it's a it's a wonky combo deck that's like super. Uh, 
uh, fragile, right? And especially right now with Dress Down being like a pretty popular card in the format, right? Yeah, it's I like, think that is like the worst card, to, like not the worst card, but a horrible card to play against. It's basically humility with flash. Yeah, right? exactly. And it's blue. And it's, it's, it fucking sucks. It, it's very difficult for the deck to beat, at yeah. least doing the World Gorger combo deck. You can still, you know, win the day just being a regular reanimator deck. And uh, talking to Rude, uh, he actually was looking at one of the new cards that was just spoiled. Mm-hmm. And uh, the deck actually can function as a just a regular aggro deck pretty mm-hmm. well with the uh, the Regisars, the the seven six. Oh, the, the Rotting Regisar. Yeah, Rotting Regisar. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a new uh, card spoiled in the new set coming up that we're going to talk about today that that looks pretty interesting. So sideboard games, you actually have some some, you know, actual, you know, threats that you can board in and just mm-hmm. not even be a combo deck and just win, you know, the good old fashioned day of turning turning creature sideways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was kind of my my experience with the deck. I thought it was fun. Just yeah. not really for me. Understood. Understood. Yeah, it's uh, I, 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 I respect that you try out a bunch of different decks, Sherry. I don't have that in me anymore. I just don't. You just don't want to keep. I just want to keep jamming blue red Delver. <laughs> I, I hear you. I mean, play what you know, especially when what you know is the best deck in the format. Yeah, when it, whether it's good or bad, I'm always playing it. It's always like middling. It's always at least middling. So, um, well, I know that you we have Innistrad Midnight Hunt on the uh, on the docket today. And I didn't realize they were already spoiling cards from the set. They spoiled. I don't know if they haven't spoiled the whole set. But they spoiled a lot of cards. I'm looking at Mythic Spoiler right now. I don't think we're doing our um, review set today because I'll need more time to digest some of these cards. Uh, oh, that Pithing Needle art is pretty sick. Um, but there's a lot of there's a, quite a few reprints, obviously. Uh, but Jerry, the first thing that kind of you were chatting about in the pre-show was uh, kind of a, a retconning of sorts, right? Yeah, right. I've. So I wanted to talk well, about this because I've never seen Wizards do something like this before. And I don't think it's making as much news as people are, you know, uh, like I like I I just found this out literally right before we started recording. Like, I don't think people are talking about this at all, really. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that. Yeah. Wizards is just retconning Innistrad. <laughs> and it's not well, it's yeah. not even it's not even like an in-universe retcon where there was at least as far as I know. They're just they're just winding back time. It's not like there was some strange portal and they went through a time portal or any of that bullshit. They're just like, ah, the last Innistrad sets kind of suck. So we're going to mm-hmm. pretend they never happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounds like they're yada yachting it a little bit. Right. Like, yeah. Like there's not like a storyline explanation as to why Eldrazi are suddenly out of the picture. Right. Like we're on a, dis- a different timeline, but they're like, oh, that tested. That was a very poorly selling set. People did not like it. Uh, they all the surveys we got back were we didn't like Eldrazi in our monster set. Why did you do this to us? So we're just going to like do the Homer backwards into the bushes. And, like, yeah. <laughs> Slow, slowly yeah. slide. It Come back, back with a monster set, which is what we all want out of Innistrad, right? Like you were around Jerry when, when the original oh, yeah. Innistrad came out, right? I was not, but everyone who I know has talked about, talked about that um, set with a lot of, a lot of fondness. Yep. For sure. And it does feel good that they're getting back to their roots, especially since it seems like the big baddie of the set is going to be Grizzlebrand. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, you're pretty excited about that. Jerry. I'm pretty pumped about that. Big baddie Grizzlebrand coming on back. Yep. Grizzle Dad is uh, back, in, back in business, baby. Yep. Grizzle Daddy, which is actually how we uh, got one of our first players I wanted to talk about, which is uh, Mask of Grizzlebrand. Right, right. Which is an equipment. That is it black or is it just a colorless? Equipment? It's black. It's okay. one black black for an equipment. 
equipped cost of three. So I like the spoiled version is mascara de Grizzlebrand, which makes you feel like it's Grizzlebrand's like signature, like he hooked up <laughs> mascara he, like, line. Yeah, he like he like got a got a makeup line with Kat Von D, and they're doing like their own like uh their own you know gothic kind of fucking uh makeup line. Yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Mask of brand, one black, black, equipped for three. Uh, equipped creature has uh, flying and lifelink. Mm-hmm. And when equipped creature dies, you draw X cards and it lose. Says you, well, it says you may pay X life. Oh, okay. Or yes. X is this power if you do draw X cards. Yes, draw X cards. So yeah, you're right. There is a may ability there, but who's so, not going to take that may ability? It's <laughs> interesting because like, you know, if it's if it's a five five and let's say you're at, at four life, you don't have that option to draw one or two cards or three cards. You have to pay X where X is his power. Yeah, it would paint you into a corner there uh, in, in some cases, which is similar to the way Grizzlebrand is. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Grizzlebrand uh, was the same way you had to draw it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty sweet. I I, I don't think it's going to be legacy playable, but it. It, it's nice to see Grizzlebrand coming back. And that also feels like a card that, you know, could uh, get up to some shenanigans and like modern or other mm-hmm. sets. Um, Cause I know there's lots of creatures that wizards loves printing that get discounts on equip costs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could also see it like coming up into play in like commander, um, you know, like the, uh, a lot of the sack based uh, commander decks. Mm-hmm. I could see running, running equipment like that. So, I mean, I was just mostly excited to see Grizzlebrand coming back. I really, really, really hope we get a Grizzlebrand 2.0 in the set. Oh, my goodness. What would it? But he's dead, though, isn't he? Well, that's the thing. They retconned. Or, or he's. Lo- well, the, so this retcon, but it sounds like they're just returning to Innistrad and making a gothic horror again instead of injecting El. They're, they're going injecting back. Eldrazi into the set. They're going back in time. So I, I believe. This is all taken with a grain of salt. I don't know if this is Wizards' actual intention, mm-hmm. but I believe they're basically inserting this to come into play. Uh, I think even before both Innistrads have taken place, like instead of this really? being a sequel to Innistrad, this is a it, this is a prequel to Innistrad. That's my understanding. Okay. okay, based on the information. So, like Wizards put out, uh, what do they say? Where's the quote? Uh, for the Midnight Hunt storyline, R&D wanted to reset Innistrad to the 2011 version where horror monsters from classic horror films are menacing humanity and who is going to protect them because Avacyn is dead now. And without Avacyn's protection, the humans have to turn to older, perhaps darker forms of magic to stave off the onslaught of different monsters. So actually, I think this is. This is going to be set in between. It's going to be after OG Innistrad and before uh, return to App Innistrad. Uh, okay, I don't know. I don't know jack shit about the lore. To me, it just sounds like we made a horrible, horrible mistake putting Eldrazi in the set, and now we're trying to uh, to to get around that. Basically, yeah, I think that I actually think, was a good set. I think that's pretty much what's happening. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, that they're just honestly just going all the way back and just, you know, they're, they're sandwiching this in um, to, you know, be a, its own, like a, a prequel to the previous Innistrad. I just think it's interesting because if this is successful, this opens the door for wizards to like all of a sudden come out with another set where it's like, Oh, you know, Hey, we're coming out with like uh, 
Ur, uh, Urza's manifest destiny, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. going to be set, you know, during the Brothers' War. Like wizards, if they're being like, it's not one continuous timeline anymore. Wizards can now jump around to different timelines in the magic continuum and just pick and choose interesting bits and pieces that they want to cover in sets. So I just think they, if this is a new precedent that they're setting, it could open up for some pretty interesting stuff, but also knowing wizards, it could also opens it up to just absolutely fucking up the storyline and making all sorts of stuff that they're just going to get hand waved away. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's all seems plausible to me. Yeah. Plausible and likely. Yeah. Um, one thing I did just kind of want to talk about, you know, regardless of just individual cards, just talking about the mechanics is uh, Wizards now has this new mechanic called Disturb, which yeah, what is that about? Kind of seems like a phoned in mechanic, but it might pass the cool tests where Does that create a zombie that essentially vanishes. Right. No, what okay. Disturb is, is it's basically flashback plus flip cards. Oh, oh, OK. So we have flip cards, Pat. And we have flashback cards, both of which were very popular in previous Innistrads. How do we get both of them at the same time? Uh, How do we get your peanut butter in my chocolate in my chocolate in your peanut butter? My goodness. Okay. (laughs) So basically disturb is uh, you may cast this card from your graveyard transformed for its disturbed costs. So you can play the card and then you can flash it back from your graveyard. But when you flash it back, you flash it back as its flip self. Okay. So bait hook angler is one in a two for a two one and it has disturb one in a blue. And then it comes back as hook hunt drifter, which is a one, two flying. If hook hunt drifter would be put into your graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. Okay. Which I feel all of these disturbed cards is going to have, because otherwise you get an infinite creature that you can cast from your graveyard over and over again. Okay. So yeah, it's just just kind of something there. Hmm. It it seems like kind of a phoned in mechanic that didn't take much thought, but I'm gonna go with cool factor. I think it can lend to some interesting cards, and so I'll let R and D slide by on this. Sure. <laughs> it does make me a little bit worried that we are just completely out of mechanic ideas at this point, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then their other mechanic is Coven. So at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control three or more creatures with different powers, uh, X gains X ability until end of turn. That oh, okay. That is that doesn't really feel like a mechanic. That just feels like we're just like adding mechanic keywords to things that happen. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna give the mechanics in in Estrad a solid C. Solid <laughs> C on the mechanics. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I honestly like this is the first time I'm seeing them because I don't do any of the other socials. So, but there, I see a lot of uh, callbacks to other cards that we have, like uh, Champion of the Perished. Yep, Champion of the Perished is kind of a callback funny. to Champion of the Perished. There's and Renin then Seven. Renin Seven, of course. <laughs> uh, thankfully, does not look nearly as good, which is nice. Yep. Um, well, it costs it's cost five mana to begin with, so. That's a good thing. That's a good sign. Uh, also, another callback. Uh, we have Triskaidekaphilia, yep. which is a fo- callback to Triskaidekaphobia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a cool callback. Um, and then, of course, looking at the Planeswalkers, you mentioned Ren and Seven, but also uh, Arlen gets another card. Okay. And then uh, Sigarda is getting another card as well. Weren't you a big Sigarda fan back in, Or is that the one you really liked? 
No, I mean, no. Cigar is one who like has beaten me multiple times because it prevents oh. him. What was the card that you love to play with Night of the Reliquary? Uh, oh, um, Titania Priestess. Titania, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think Titania's in this set. Hey, can we talk about the new Delver Secrets? It's fucking dog shit. The new art, or just Did you the see new- the new art? It uh, it's interesting. No, 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 no one's afraid of a moth, Jerry. Moths are never scary. I don't know if you just wake up and there's a big ass moth on your face. That's pretty scary. This moth has a little penis hanging from its nose, Jerry. I can't stand this art. It's so fucking bad. It's so fucking bad. It's so bad. You know what it reminded me of? They they like this is supposed to be horror, and it looks like. It looks like some fucking Disney reject on this card, on the backside of this card. It's absolute garbage. Both sides of this card are bad. I fucking hate this art. It's terrible. Oh Absolutely terrible. Oh, my God. It, it, you know what it reminded me of is, do you remember the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon? And they're, they're the one villain who's like the fly guy who has the ray gun. No. I'm, no. I'm so I'm so in a lather about this. I can't barely hear what you're saying right now. There's a <sighs> Ninja Turtles cartoon and a ray gun. Yeah, Ninja Turtles cartoon. There was a there was a villain who was like a guy who got turned into a fly, and that's what the Delver of Secrets thing looks like to me. It looks like like a '90s cartoon. Oh, so I'm I'm so insect elaboration. That is not a moth. I'm so upset. Get, can can we look at these basics though? Because these basics in the set look pretty sweet. I don't know the deal with these. I don't understand why there's like some weird mechanic here that's like it's Eternal it's just, Night or Eternal Day or some shit. I don't know. It's just it's just black and black and white basics. It's like it's like no, but there's something else though. There's something else with that mechanic. Uh, day like, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. There's something weird. I, I don't think it's just black and white. Oh, I do see what you're talking about. There's these tokens, day and night. Yes. Yeah. Um, if if it becomes day or night, or if a day bound permanent enters the battlefield, well, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the basics. I, I thought there was something that had to do with the basics. I don't think it has anything to do with. Yeah, I don't think it has okay. anything to do with the basics. That's okay. just another mechanic. All right. That, but these basic, they're just they're just black and white, like charcoal they're, etching basics. They just they look cool. sweet. I yeah. wish the set symbols were basic or not the set symbols. The mana symbols are black and white, too. I feel I, that. Yeah, ruins it. The, I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like the whole the whole. Uh, well, I guess they want to make it a little um like the best looking ones are the planes because the planes is white yes yeah and the he, horse like, the horse is the swamp because the swamp is purple yeah the swamp because is purple. black and white and that's like <laughs> it's the, black white and purple like yeah. it just looks bad yeah i i don't uh, like yeah i don't i have to say that it does i feel like it takes away from the the art a little bit yeah i feel the art is banging like the art looks oh, awesome it looks like it's okay Oh, it looks like exactly something you would like if you had like a copy of Dracula from the 1800s or in uh, our first edition, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like mm-hmm. this is the type of art you would find in those books. And uh, and that's what I think they were going for. And I think they nailed it. Okay. I just think the colored mana symbol frame kind of ruins it a bit. It sh- they, those should have also been black and white. It might. It, I will say it might look different when it's in your hand versus on a, you know, on a screen. Yeah. So I'll sure. hold out hope that I'm hoping that it looks dope when it comes out. Um, when I can actually see it. I wonder what these are going to look like in foil, because I bet these look awesome in foil. Yeah. Black and white foil will be interesting, right? Yeah. I hope that's we've uh, had black. Well, remember the the black planeswalkers. San Diego, San Diego Comic Con yeah. did a few years ago. Well, and actually, then there was also was more than a few years ago. I think it was 2014 they did this. Yeah, there was also the Japanese alt art. What was it? Eternal Masters? Or... I don't remember. It was one of the master sets, about, though, but yeah. yeah, it was one of the master sets. They had like 
alternate art, traditional Japanese style art on them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. those were, were mostly black and white as well. And those also looked awesome. So I think it's cool that they're exploring spaces with, you know, black and white art and, Mm -hmm. Cause you can, you can make some really cool looking stuff with it. So hey, I'm, I'm excited. Here, here's, here's a car that I want to talk to you about. This is kind of interesting. What about play with fire? Do you see this card play with it's, it's fire. an instant. It's an instant for a single for red. Uh, it deals two damage to any target. If a player is dealt damage this way, scry one. Is that like something that burn like legacy burn might want? I think it probably fit. Okay. in modern, but. I mean, it's a strict upgrade to shock. So any yeah, we don't play shock, but like, what about? Is this better than chain lightning? Because scrying is is pretty powerful. It is an instant. Two damage is a bit rough, but adding a scry onto it that might actually be worthwhile, right? I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting. I I I would be surprised if people try that card out. Maybe I mean I could be way off base, but I just happened to see that card and kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean it, it looks sweet. I could uh. I could definitely see that seeing play, mm. especially in something like burn where, you know, it might want to cha- trade one damage for that ability to set up your next draw. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I, I mean, it seems like people are excited. It's right now pre-selling for uh, $3 and 50 cents for an uncommon. Hmm. Okay. That's so uh, I think people are pretty excited about it. Do we want to go over any of these cards specifically, Jerry, or do we want to save uh, that for a later for maybe next week? Do a, yeah. uh, a review. Yeah. Yeah, let's save it for well. Next week is actually our art show, Pat. We have oh right, we have awesome. Dakota coming on for our art episode. So actually, Fantastic. that's that's a great thing to bring up. Um, make sure you guys send in on the Facebook page. I'm going to start a thread. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme of the next art review show that we're doing with Dakota is actually reprints, where we're going to be taking a look at. Oh, card as- someone put in the Delver Secrets reprint. <laughs> Put in that <laughs> shitty print, please. Compare, balls. compare the original art to the reprint art and have so Dakota's bad. professional opinion on what art is, you know, technically a, a better representation. If she doesn't notice the penis nose, I'll be very upset because it's very <laughs> it's very apparent. It's very apparent. All right. We'll do Delver's secrets for you, Pat. But thank you. If, uh, if you guys have uh, a bunch of you know, arts you want us to take a look at. I know like things like birds of paradise got brought up. Brainstorm got brought out, but let us know your favorite reprint arts and whether the, the new art is better or worse. Let us know so we can have Dakota analyze it and do another sweet art episode. Sweet. Um, one, one card I did just want to talk about though, Pat, just cause I think it's hilarious. Is, did you see croaking counterpart? Croaking counterpart. Um, is this a green card? No, it's a multicolored card. And oh, it's, okay. It's no, I haven't seen ridiculous. This. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find this. Uh, I assume it's got a big. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Pat just right. rolls his eyes so, as soon as he found it. All right. So I see the art. I I can't. All right. This looks like <laughs> everything about this. Everything about this is just hilarious to me. Okay, so it's one green blue for a sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target non-frog creature, except it's a 1-1 green frog. (laughs) Flashback 3 green blue. Wait, wait, so what? And then look at the flavor text. Frog is the sinceriest form of flattery. (laughs) Uh, It's not even that good. I just think it's just it's just like it's it's like this is a fucking rare. (laughs) It's a fucking rare in the set, Cherry. I mean, usually copy cards are rare. Usually, 
Why would they? All right. All right. Let's think about why you'd want to play this card, right? Yeah. Why would you want to play this card? Why? Because you want to have a laugh. It's not good enough reason, Jerry. I'm mad at you for saying that. I mean, copy cards are usually bad anyways, especially copy cards that turn them into worse versions of themselves. I was I just, upset, though. This is my rare that I opened up in a pack during draft. I would not. I would find it hysterical. Oh, I want this Working, art. It, it, it's interesting. It, the art is interesting. It doesn't feel like it's from Innistrad. No, it definitely it looks does. like this- it's something out of Mother Goose book. Yeah, Mother Goose, Brothers Grimm, like all of that stuff plays into Innistrad. Like it reminded me of like Mr. Toad. uh, uh, What's that story? Like the fabulous Mr. Toad or something like that. Yeah. I just just thought it's hysterical. It looks awesome. I'm trying to figure out why you want this card. (laughs) Why would you play that? All right, whatever. The thing uh, is, like, brewer, I, so I don't know shit about that. But. At first, I thought it like maybe got around the legendary rule, but nope. It the token is still legendary, so you would still have the legendary rule problem. It's just also a frog. It's 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 not just a frog. It's a one one frog, right? <laughs> Except it's a one one green frog. Like there have been. Well, it's not even. So if you copy, I, the, I there have been much much better clone type cards printed yeah. that are way better yes. than this. But none of them make frogs, Pat. None of them make frogs. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. That, Jerry, you took time out of the cast to talk about this card. So that's something you did today. I'm excited. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, ooh, I see. Flesh Taker is kind of a cool art. I kind of like that. That reminds me of Leatherface a little bit. Yeah, I will say I, I'm pretty pumped from this set just to yeah. like draft it. Like, I love that all the time. I never draft these sets, but yeah, but I loved OG in a Like it was an awesome set to draft. I mm-hmm. love the flavor of it. And then the second iteration of in you know, it, we, we already said it, it sucked. Like yeah. adding Eldrazi to in was a mistake. They never should have done that. Yeah. This is getting back to the roots. And honestly, I think wizards actually made the smart choice by doing this. I mean, it's interesting that they're choosing to retcon it and they're going back in time, but if it means we get a set like this, then hey, maybe they actually did something right for once. Well, yeah, they actually when they they looked at their I mean, yeah, okay. Pat's just leaving that hanging. <laughs> no, I just I don't know, man. I don't know. They, uh, uh, I've not been a fan of a lot of the stuff they've done recently, so that's true. But this at least looks fun. I'm gonna draft this. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Sweet, yeah, that's great. Oh, only other thing I wanted to mention, Pat is. I don't know if you knew this because if you were, I, I included you on the emails, but I don't know if you actually read them. But I commissioned some new art. Uh, for oh the yeah, cast. yeah. I, I read them, but I I was I, I was doing other things at the time, so yeah. Uh, so I commissioned some new art, and we're going to be putting together a kind of merch shop because I was actually surprised I didn't even thought about it. But a bunch of people came up to me at the LAL Open mm-hmm. and were saying, "Hey, where can I get the shirts? Where can I get the hoodies? Where can I get the play masks? Where yep. you know, where can I get all this stuff?" And I realized, like, oh, it's been like two years <laughs> yes. since we did any merch stuff because COVID was a goddamn time machine. Yes, and a bunch of you know, we got a bunch of new listeners over the last two years. You never got a chance at this other stuff. So uh, we're going to be bringing back the OG. Uh, the OG hoodies and the OG t-shirts. And then I also uh, commissioned some new art and we're going to come out with some uh, new merch for kind of our old listeners who are looking for something new. 
Uh, so keep an eye on the uh, the Facebook page for that, and uh, there'll be links to to get some you know T-shirts and other cool stuff. Uh, also, there will be mugs, Pat. I have already designed the mugs. <laughs> there will be mugs. There will be mugs. There will be mugs. That sounds like a. I like I like the play on words there, Jerry. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I think mugs are a great idea, man. I love it. I love it. Can't wait to see them. Awesome. So keep an eye out, guys. We're going to get those coming out soon. Uh, and yeah, that about does it for me this week, Pat. Awesome. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Um, I am sending out Patreon stuff slowly again. Uh, it's been a crazy summer. So uh, if you haven't gotten your stuff, don't hesitate to contact me. I know one of our patrons is like, hey, like I've been a Patreon for a few months. I'm looking for a play mat. I said, absolutely. Let me send it out. So I'm doing that this week. Um, but yeah, so get a hold of us. If you haven't gotten some of your thank you stuff, I think I'm pretty much caught up on almost everybody, but I try to do it every few months. Just do big batches, um, uh, you know, find out anyone who's knocking on their stuff and do big, big send outs. So I'm doing some this week and then probably some more next week. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. And again, if you want to support the show, obviously it's patreon.com slash living legacy. Woo. Awesome. Um, Jerry, did you want to talk about the Legacy Pit Open? I know Travis asked us just to shout that out. Yes, this week. That, that was my shout out uh, oh, okay. this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can steal my shout out. That's fine. No, no, no. Go, go for it. Go for it. We'll get in the scoops <laughs> right now. You can you can shout them out. Awesome. Uh, well, I just wanted to shout uh, scoop in Travis and the Legacy Pit, even though I, for some reason, wrongly thought that they were in Georgia. last. Yeah, week. I don't know what you were thinking. I swear to God, when Travis came up and we, we did that sushi buffet, he said they were based out of Georgia, but that might just be the mercury talking all that mercury building up in my brain from the sushi buffet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, wanted to scoop them in legacy pit open is coming up. And also Travis let us know uh, that they added eight more seats to the tournament. So awesome. if you were on the wait list or you're trying to get into it, uh, definitely contact them. They have eight more seats uh, for the tournament, uh, which is going to be a sick tournament. If I wasn't going to a wedding, I would be there myself. Yeah. Uh, also, too many people getting married. Too many people, Pat. Yeah, what's up with that? It, it's people getting married for like their second and third time. Oh, my it, God. They, they if, had... Listen, if you're getting married for the second time, don't have a fucking wedding. Like, <laughs> we already went to one. We went to one. That is more, honestly, like the only people's weddings that I've gone to that I was like, I want to be at this wedding were my brothers. Everyone outside of that, including mostly my own. Didn't want to go to. So if you've already gotten married once, do us all a favor. Ha- have a fucking uh, what's it called when you run away and get married? Elope. Go elope. Mm. Elope. Do it at the town hall. Don't make us go to a wedding, dude, for your second and third marriage. The fuck is wrong with that? So, Jerry, that's very inconsiderate. That's it's, very inconsiderate. You know, as 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 sucky as it is for us, I feel bad for, for the bridesmaids because my girlfriend was a bridesmaid in both. And she had to buy a... dress for the first wedding. And then the bride changed the bridesmaids dresses and made them get new $800 dresses for the second wedding. Dude, fuck that. (laughs) My girlfriend was pissed. She's like, this is such a waste of money. You never wear bridesmaids dresses again. No, No and here's the thing again. Here's here's the thing. I've heard my wife say it so many times. Oh, you know what? Nice nice about this dress. I can wear it again some other time. They never get worn again. Ever, 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 ever. Never. And it's something that women tell themselves because they have to buy the dress. So they're trying to justify spending two, three, four, five hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars on a dress they're going to wear once because their friend wants to be a bridezilla and make them go buy. Listen, y'all, 
If it's your second wedding, your third wedding, go elope. Stop dragging us down, having to go to your weddings. Okay. Also, just speak get one. Everyone gets one. You get everyone one. Gets one. You get one. Get one. Unless you get a divorce. Divorce resets it. <laughs> no. If it's your second wedding, you get one. I'm saying you get one like marriage that you can invite people to. You get one wedding you can invite people to. The rest, that's on you. That's on you. I oh. came to one. I went to one. <laughs> I was a witness at one. I'm not coming to number two. I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to number two. Don't invite me. I'm not going. I'm making Pat the best man and I'm going to have three weddings and they're all going to be destination weddings. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on destination weddings. But they're going to be like destination weddings to like Milwaukee. <laughs> I'd go to that. Though. Sorry for our listeners in Milwaukee. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, you get one, guys. That's all you get. Just one wedding. Anything more than that, you're, be- you know, that's you, know, you get one. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm very fired up about that. I did not expect to get on a wedding tangent today, Jerry. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to it's set okay. you off. It's didn't right. mean to set you off. I know you're uh, trying to keep your blood pressure low. You know, I, no, I want my blood pressure up. Oh, Let's okay. It up. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Fired up. It's it's early in the evening right now. It's not late like we normal. Well, not late, but you know, late for for me. I'm an old man. Excellent. It's, it's right. early tonight. I'm ready to go. All right, guys. Make sure you post your hot takes on the Facebook page and tag Pat. Yes. <laughs> get, yes. Get yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I, I will. I will swing the band hammer frequently and with, <laughs> with with careless abandon. If Pat bans you, just DM me and I'll get you back in. <laughs> also, if I ban you, you can DM me. I'll put you back in. Also, <laughs> sometimes I just do it as a show of force. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Um. Uh, shout out to everyone at the at the Legacy Pit. I hope everyone has a great time at the tournament. I, I can't go this year, unfortunately, but I hope everyone has a good time, and uh, I'm stoked to see. Yeah, I can't wait to see the results, and I'll watch the stream and all that stuff. It'll be great. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll see everyone next week. Uh, We have Dakota, the art expert, coming on to talk about uh, art. She doesn't know anything about magic, but she knows a whole lot about art. I feel like she knows more about magic, though, now. Because when we we showed her, um, because Stasis wasn't the first. Was that the first one we did with her? It was. Yeah. But she noticed she noticed the colors of magic in that. And that's, that's something that Jerry and I never picked up on. That's true. She's getting better and better. She's, She's getting, getting better and better. She's going to attend her first draft after the after the show. So. <laughs> after the show. Yeah, we're doing our first draft. First draft. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, until then, we'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.